Hey everyone, welcome back to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. Today we've got an episode of the Challengers Unplugged with none other than Huey Mon. Now in my personal opinion, Huey was one of the most entertaining and likable rookies this season. And I'm really hoping to see him back on future episodes. Today we're going to get into everything about what he thought about the Challenge House, the different competitors, the veterans he liked, didn't like, and a lot more. I don't want to waste too much more of your time, but... When you get a chance, make sure you check out Huey on Twitter and Instagram. He is a great follow. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in. And here we go. None other than Huey motherfucking Mon. Well, hi. It's so good to see you. And you too. How are you all? Well, you both. <laughs> I'm good. I'm excited for this. Same here. I'm so excited. I just love doing podcasts. I feel like I've become the podcast like queen recently I love because it. I've been doing so many. I love it. I love it. And you're so great, Adam. We're so thankful that you were willing to come on and uh, kind of sit and chat with us a little bit. Thank you very much. Um, and it, it doesn't surprise me that you're getting called for a lot of podcasts. Um, the fans really love you right now. They are really, really loving some Huey. That's for sure. Thank you. So I'm, I'm really glad that the fans are like loving me because, I mean, it's kind of similar to my experience when I've done Big Brother in the UK. I kind of thought when I was in there, oh my God, so much of my behavior is so unnecessary. But when it's aired on TV, fans have loved it. But I never not get anxious because I'm still like one of these people that doubts myself a lot. But I end up getting lots of really nice comments when I do like TV and I do stuff. So I, I mustn't be that bad of an egg. <laughs> Well, you definitely got a lot of fans responding to your Twitter to talk, talk is it Taka, Tasha? Tasha. When you're defending Amber and yeah, I love I'm, I'm it. So confused. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about that. Uh, that whole situation is a little a little crazy to me as well. It seems like a good handful of the cast seems to feel that way about Amber and I just don't see it. I really don't see it. Now, I get on the outside, right? This is one of the reasons why I don't really watch loads of reality. I do, I do watch reality TV, but I'm not as invested in the past because when you're a cast member, you start to see stuff from a completely different view. Do you get what I mean? Right. So normally, right, I get when everybody on the outside is like, oh, I don't see why people really dislike Samber because you're looking at it as you watch your one hour or 90 minute episodes and you go through Instagram or the odd podcast you watch with people. And you start, your brain starts to convince yourself, maybe you know that person completely. But I honestly am telling you the truth, even living within that environment, being somebody that like would make friends with a tree, I talk to everybody. I, I argue with everyone, but I'm friends with everyone and I talk to everyone. So I was in every corner of that house and I spoke to every person and I'd like to think people think I'm trustworthy. So I feel like it wasn't up to, does any wool pulled over my eyes? So I don't understand how Amber is so disliked because even being in there 24 hours a day, I don't see what she ever done or said. And I don't know what she done on last season, even though I didn't watch it completely. Some people said she was quite shady, but when I've asked these people, like all of the cast, well, oh, why was she shady? They said, oh, well, she was just so, so nice and so friendly. And I'm like, why does that make her shady? Just because when you're being nice to people, you mean it in a shady way, like you're being fake, doesn't mean everybody else does. Because I had that when I was on Big Brother in the UK. Everyone within the house tried to tell me because I was very outspoken or I was doing it to be dramatic for the cameras or when the opposite was 
I'm always been very intrigued and ask people a lot of questions. Are you just doing it so nobody will nominate you to be evicted? Because this is how it works in the UK when the public votes, but we nominate people to kind of for the public to pick between. Mm-hmm. So I get, I know what it feels like when people treat you like that. It's horrible when people try to make your mind up for you. I just think Amber is such a lovely girl. And of everyone in the cast, she's had the most contact with me in the real world. Mm-hmm. And she rang me on my birthday. She was actually with Jeremiah from the challenge. They FaceTimed me on, her bir- on my birthday. Um, she texts me all the time. She just messaged me last night. She is literally like the most beautiful person and the most gorgeous girl you've ever seen. I think so. I think a lot of the girls are jealous of her. Yes. I'm really jealous of her. I think that she was incredible to win in her first season. I heard she's only one of a handful of people that's ever done that. Yep. Um, she was one of only two girls in this season that has ever won the challenge. CT has won. And who else? Was that just to three people? And how many seasons has CT done? And how many has Ashley done? Whereas Amber had only done one. Right, so, right. Oh, yeah. right. Amber is incredible. And everyone constantly slags her off and says, oh, she only won because of CT. I've asked like huge challenge fans and genuine people within the show if that is true or not. I've asked production that. And they all said, no, that Amber was by far the best girl um, in the last season's final. And she outrun CT in the final um, on the actual day. So that's bullshit as well. She's yeah. such a wonderful girl. And when it comes to the reunion, if that goes ahead, and I hear people ganging up, and I'm going to go mental because I hate that fakeness. Because I don't like that. If you're doing it for TV and you're doing it for clout, you could ring up before and say, do you know what, Huey, I didn't get a lot of air time. I'm going to be really dramatic because I want to go back on a new season. I'd survive fine. Do what you want to do. But when people are just sitting there and they're ganging up on people to, to try to be popular and shit like that, I'm not going to sit back and watch it because that's bullying and it's fucking disgusting. Yes, I I love it. I agree with you so much. Amber, I've I've liked Amber since Big Brother. I watched her season of Big Brother. And so when when I saw her that she was, you know, came on to the challenge, I was absolutely excited. I obviously I watched that entire season and she was just a really smart player. And also it's like. What you need to remember as well is, like, in the last uh, final, she was with uh, Fessy, and Fessy left her for Casey, so he walked away from himself. So, and, like, it's it's all of those people that's friends of each other that makes all these comments. And you sit down and you think, what, what has she actually done wrong? She was ditched, but still won. Do you know what I mean? Casey injured herself, who's... Casey's incredible as well. Oh, yeah. But, like, just because you come in and you meet the right people and you... um. You, you gain friendships. It's just like me being paired up with Ashley at the beginning. I wasn't to know there was going to be this system of all the vets were sticking together and they're going to get everybody to vote in rookies and whatever. So it was completely unfortunate whoever ended up in a rookie, rookie pair at the beginning, like Corey and Michelle. And that's what I said in deliberation, if you remember. Like, it's not anyone's fault who ended up with you. And everyone would sit back comfortably with their vet partner and just like all the vets did if you're in that position so don't try and talk like the hero right now mm-hmm. so you're so <laughs> stupid if you stand up in the middle of a room and you go oh well this isn't fair well what the fuck is fair about a game where you can potentially be a 10 stone man and yes. get put against fucking Andre the Giant in Hall Brawl we don't have weigh-ins in these fucking eliminations it isn't a fair game fuck off home if that's the case <laughs> so I'm not going to stand up and do that. Like, if you watched this season, did you remember episode one? Yeah. With Michaela 
Out yep. and, like Michaela was trying to get people or whatever she was a part of. I've, I've heard since she allegedly wasn't doing that. And Emmy made up a lie about her, but I mean, we watched it on TV. <laughs> yeah, that whole situation <laughs> is such a mess. I, I still, I, there's so, so many stories. It's so confusing. I don't know what happened. I don't know if there was a list or seven lists or what. I just think Emmy didn't want to get put into elimination, so she needed to find someone else. But that's the game. Emmy ratted in Michaela to the whole fucking house. So when everybody keeps on saying, why didn't the rookies stand together? Look at episode one, like week, day five or something, whatever it was. Just look what happened to Michaela for being so barefaced about stuff. You have yeah. to really be yourself, make friends, be genuine. I'm not fake. I make real friends. If I don't like you, I'll tell you as well. Um, but like, I'm sure out of 34 people, you can find somebody you get along with, for Christ almighty's sake. And just be clever, like be as snaky as some people have been, be as genuine as others have been. Try your best in challenges and just remember like this whole bullshit of, oh, bought in the weakest ones and make it a level playing field. Anyone with a brain would never do that. So like, right. I'm happy to tell you when I'm scared because I know you're keeping me in for a few weeks because you think you can beat me, which was a stupid mistake of a few because you didn't end up beating me at all, did they? <laughs> so i want to touch on something real quick just because you just brought it up so let's talk about huey and deliberation where you still <laughs> you stood up and you got vocal questioning about lose potentially losing nani and then Gabo, you get stolen yeah. by somebody else that you were rooting for how did that feel <laughs> it was horrific because oh. you know when i'm like obviously the edits it all down so when Gobo lost, they had to do, um, I think to do safety checks or whatever after each team. Obviously, they'll show that on TV. So we we stepped back a little bit because it's so, I don't know, I don't know why they get us to do that. They just do anyways on these TV shows. <laughs> so we kind of just, we were like, just started, we could chat away sort of thing, but once we're at a camera shot, you know what I mean? Right. And I, Nani said, oh, well, you're so happy here. And I was like, I know, God, just for another week. And I was joking. And we went back like two minutes later and Gobble was saying goodbye to him and Logan was like, oh, it was like, so who do you choose, Logan? Nani. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, and Big T told me my face was a picture, but I didn't get to see it. I need to watch it. But I can't believe that Bernard said to me one night, it was really late, everyone was in bed. It, must have, it was probably like two nights later. Um... She said to me, she was like, Huey, you all have that argument and you still lost Nani. She's like, you really need to calm down. And I was like, I, I know, Bern. I was so embarrassed. I was like a broken man. That deliberation, and do you know what? It is funny to watch, but in the moment, you're filled with anxiety, adrenaline, a lot of fear, a lot of fight, a lot of anger, a lot of tiredness. You're drained. Like, we're on to episode seven now. Like, it's almost one week per episode or so. So right. like you're there for a lot of weeks. You've got a quarantine because of COVID. Like you're you're trapped off from the outside world. Um, your adult abilities and responsibilities is taken away from you. And you know when you go on these shows, it's so bizarre because now I can compare it to the world with lockdown. So when people ask what's it like to be on Love Island, what's it like to be a Big Brother, the Challenge, or I don't maybe X on the Beach, these kinds of shows, I always say to them now because there's been such a thing as lockdown, you might understand a little. So, like, imagine you're, you're you're an adult in the world and you make your own decisions, but now all of that is kind of taken away from you and you can't do the normal things you normally do. And you're still maybe working or getting on with your life or whatever else. It's a bit like that. Like, you're just kind of within a house or an environment 
and you're trapped off from the world. So when it's that case, your mind really goes to, I understand, I, I think the reason for it is maybe the psychology as well. It's like, you're, you just get, you get anxious quicker. I don't know, somebody like me, I'm really receptive to my environment and I really wear my emotions like on my sleeve. So mm-hmm. I think like that's probably why I act so crazy sometimes <laughs> is because like you're you're just in a really weird environment, I suppose, and you're really anxious all the time. And I don't know, everything seems really dramatic when it, afterwards, it's passionate, so- not crazy. Yeah, it's, it's passionate. It's, yeah, it's passion, and it's passion. you know, in order to to be somebody in that house and on that show, you know, you kind of have to be a a doer person, you know, and so to be stuck, like you said, in a house like that, where all of your, your normal day-to-day activities and responsibilities are taken away, that alone is debilitating, you know, and then add in the fact that you're living with 30, you know, 29 to 30 strangers that you don't really know, um, in a foreign place and playing a game for a million dollars. Like that's, that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of, you know, everything. And, you know, so Honestly, like I commend you because I probably would not be able to hold myself together even like no, you do. And, also, and I love you know your crazy, Huey. I love your Thank crazy you. so much. I'll always be that crazy, Huey. I am kind of, as I get older, I'm probably changing slightly, but I'll always be very passionate. That's the right word. I wouldn't consider myself to be aggressive, but I can see if somebody ever called me that in a certain situation. I'd never hit somebody or say something racist or anything like that ever. I would say I'm really passionate because I've got a good heart and I like to be honest. So if I feel like I've been lied to, this is what makes me kind of go, you know, a certain way. What you need to take into account as well, not all of these people's first language is English. We all come from different parts of the world that are very, very different culturally. So, and what is also accepted on TV maybe in Europe is very different to America. It's very different in Ireland. Like I know... Galvo coming from like the Polish version, he's Hungarian, but he's on the Polish Jersey Shore, the Warsaw Shore. And it's almost anything goes. And culturally in his environment, and Bettina said it about Sweden, like when it comes to sex and those conversations and stuff that we would consider to be very inappropriate, like contact with other people, um, what's that word, without their permission almost to ask particular questions. Culturally, it's very different their country. So to use that as an example, yeah, like it's all of that gets on top of you. And there's like, there's people that are both Spanish speakers or German speakers and they always just speak that to one another and it makes you go crazy. They're talking about me. Exactly. That's what I would yeah. think. I'd be like, oh my God, they're all it's talking about apparent. me. <laughs> but it's incredible. It's the most incredible thing ever, but it's so weird. But I'm, I push myself to do these things. So having done both Big Brother UK and now the challenge, which house environment do you prefer? Oh, the house environment? Yeah. Do you mean the house? Yeah, no, just the environment in the house. Probably Big Brother because I probably felt more, a little bit safe. more comfortable, <laughs> right? But I, a bit more safe. Um, and also I know the Big Brother show in and out because I'm such a fan. Obviously it's very different living it. The house itself, I much prefer the challenge house. It was a very gorgeous house. <laughs> They're big. Um, but also, They're so pretty. Oh, it was amazing. And also they said like this is probably one of the top two best houses I've ever had. It was incredible. The, the thing with the challenges is like, it's not just going out doing the challenges. I did get excited about that part when I've gone to do it. Also very nervous. 
it's also the people you're living with. Some of them are very serious. They act like they're in the Olympics. They take it all so serious. They're all so intimidating. They're all like in the gym and they're doing all their weights and they're like, they're, and they've all got all these like, these past issues with each other. And I'm just trying to get drunk and have fun and check all the guys out. I'm like, I'm like where is all the gays? <laughs> I just walk in, I'm like, where's all the gays? And nobody raises their hand apart from one person. Here's Corey Lay. I end up arguing with him several times. Yeah. So that was no good. <laughs> so the house environment, Big Brother, UK for sure. But I loved gotcha. the challenge. The challenge was a crazier experience and a more glamorous and more scary and more interesting experience. But I don't know. And Big Brother was a little, little more fun and calm in the Big Brother house. It, it, I have happier memories on the challenge than Big Brother, but I just feel like because I was always such a huge fan and I always wanted to do reality TV and stuff. So maybe Big Brother, that moment in my life, will always be really special. And I just came out to my family right before I went to do that. So maybe that'll always be a special time. I would love to do it again, an international one. I'd love to like Uh go on Australian Big Brother or something. I would love to do that. Yeah, well, and, and that, you know, and that makes sense, especially because, you know, like you said, you grew up a fan of Big Brother. It makes sense that that situation would mean a little bit more to you. Um, you know, yeah. I'm I'm kind of opposite where I grew up watching the challenge and then I got into Big Brother in later years. And so the challenge sits a little deeper with me. I love Big Brother and all of that, but the challenge sits. A little, yeah. So I definitely understand you on that. Yeah, you like, you love yeah. like how guys love sports. And it's just, that connection. Yeah. Yeah. They, they kind of, maybe they got to meet your favorite player. That's like me, me and Big Brother. Right. <laughs> well, know. and when you just you grow up watching a show on TV and you're like, oh, God, that would be so cool to go live in that house and play this game and meet all these cool people and do all these fun, you know, games and challenges and stuff, you know, and then when you actually get to do it, you know, and not a lot of people get these kinds of opportunities. So I can For definitely sure. see why I that. Yeah, actually, I'm I'm glad that you brought it up. I was going to ask you about um, what your experience was like coming out right before you went on Big Brother and how maybe that affected your experience on Big Brother. Right. So I grew up in, um, I'm from an Irish traveler, like gypsy background. So that's like my ethnic background, if you know what I mean. So I'm an Irish man, obviously, but where I grew up is, I suppose it's a more suppressed, maybe a little bit more traditional than the regular Irish population, let's say, for example. So where I grew up, like there would have been a lot more toxic masculinity than boys and girls I went to school with. There would have been more kind of traditional views. I, w- I wouldn't like to say traditional values because it's not always in a good way. Sometimes they're forced upon people and can make for a difficult life if you grew up in a very reserved background or family. I know you're parts of America that maybe sometimes are like that compared to others or whatever when it comes to gay people or sex outside of marriage, you know, like religious views and all of that. So my life was quite difficult when it came to being my own individual. Even though I was wanting to be on reality shows and stuff, like my dad and stuff was like, thought I was crazy. Why do you think that way? So I always taught outside the box. I was always kind of really strange to the people I grew up around. So I... Just, I don't know, as I got older, it was really difficult. But when I got to, like, 21, I was like, oh, my God, I can't even be bothered to live a life that's for anybody else anymore. I have to do what's right for me. So I just came out to my family. It was, like, New Year's Eve, coming into the new year. Started to talk to, like, some family members. And then, literally, beginning of January, I applied for Big Brother. So going through my audition process, I was speaking about all this with, like, the cast and stuff. And... In the media, my background is very stereotyped in Britain and Ireland, so the producers were aware of that. 
so they found my story very interesting. So they, they kind of understood how big of a deal it was for me, if you know what I mean, and how I was always kind of very like a fish out of water where I grew up. I never really knew where to place myself. Do you know what I mean? And then right. people that weren't from my background, I didn't know where I fitted in at all because I felt like they stereotyped me because of where I came from. So I always was very the odd one out growing up. So David Jesus loved all of that story. So I then obviously got into the show. And whilst I was in there, what had done really good for me was it gave me the chance to kind of really be myself have time away from my family so they could process it and understand it. But they also got to watch me at the same time. So it probably helped them in that sense. And I ended up in a relationship with somebody whilst I was in there. And we were together for over four years afterwards. Everybody thought I was being fed. So I suppose, I don't know, if, I suppose your experience would be different in life and everything if you went back and changed anything. So I don't know if I was single throughout my whole time, if that would have been different. But I did think my coming out thing really brought out more of who I was. And I it helped my experience. It gained me a lot of respect from others because people like when they see people being themselves and they see yes. being happy. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And honestly, Huey, that that's one of my favorite things about you. And I know that that's one of the things that the fans like is, you know, whether you're blowing up, having a meltdown, whether you're scared at the top of a cliff or whether you're, you know, having fun in the house, you are authentically you. And that means a yeah, lot to I the fans. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it, it means a lot to the fans. We love seeing that. And, you know, we love just getting that raw, authentic person because then it makes us feel like we can connect to you and that we know you. And that's, you know, important on this side of the screen. Thank you. Right. Thank you. And my, my daughter came out uh, when she was 13 or 14 to us wow. and it was very hard for her. And then uh, she had some, some issues socially with high, going through high school. And when we, we sit down and watch the challenge as a family, every Wednesday night we get together, we watch it. And then from episode one, she was just like, okay, we get Corey and Huey two in one season. I love this. I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to miss a single second of this. So it, it, it's good to see that finally. And I hope you're able to come back for many more seasons I really because do. we love you. Um, watching the workout sessions from the men and then seeing you in that moment, th- this brief moment, I know Karina knows what I'm talking about. Seeing you with <laughs> CT. Yes. She's CT's number one fan right here. Oh, uh, but seeing so you in that little that little scene of just working out and talking with, with CT, how was that for you to have that moment with a vet? One of the like best to ever play the, the game. Vet. Like, oh. The iconic <laughs> If you look at like, I really did feel like not just because I was on the season with him, but even when I've now kind of looked throughout the seasons and I speak to fans and podcasts, really like Anissa and CT are two of the basis of the challenge uh, would you kind of say they're almost the male and female of the challenge almost yeah um well, so stable C- wise stable wise for sure because they've been around the longest right exactly yeah, and that's what i was gonna 20, say i think it's 21 seasons and because mm-hmm. i know he took a break at one stage of me and i'm sure anisa told me it was like 16 seasons and i don't know how many spin-offs and she's never won and so many people slag her off now. and i'm like i'm online i'm like you're such a hater doesn't matter if she has a money. She's a queen of that show. Yeah. I'm sure she gets a good paycheck for whatever she does. Yes. So just shut up and go to bed. She's yes. like a reality TV legend. You... And it doesn't matter. Like, just shut up. Do you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> to get that moment with CT, and do you know what? He was such a great guy. He told me so much about his personal life, his relationship, um, his son, 
his dad, um, his own personal struggles at times mm-hmm. about getting himself back into shape and health. And he used to take me out of bed and come up to me and make sure I worked out because he knew he used to feel unconfident and um, I'd lost self-esteem. I still do at times, but I mean, I went into the challenge just a few months after I split up with somebody I was with for years in a really bad place, a really bad place. And I really needed that push in life, I'll be honest. And it really helped me. Like he used to bring me out, get me to do workouts. I was dying. I would never say I was dying because I'm too proud to say that, of course. (laughs) But he was pushing me. And like that day, like he was asking me questions about my background, about how I used to do boxing. I know there's all those funny moments and he showed all, but like, it's still such a lovely thing. And there's so many fans. And because I haven't watched much of the challenge, I wasn't aware of that. Like I'm standing beside the most iconic man that's ever been from this show. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And he's come such a journey and like, he's won. How many times has he won? <laughs> like, uh, he's he's incredible. He four championships. Yeah. Four. He's won four. I right. thought it was three. We got four. No, he's yeah. got four. Last, and then year, the last year was his, was his fourth win. And then he has what, two on the spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. So he's so won, he's two won the six times connected to the challenge. Correct. Yes. Yes. And maybe more in the future if he keeps going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You never know. So that's, let's that's talk amazing. a little bit about boxing. You talked about mm-hmm. it on the show. You just brought it up again. I got into boxing when I was really young and I got out of it and I wish I hadn't. Uh, what age did you get into boxing? What led you to it? And are you still doing it? So I was like 10 years old. It was really the normal thing from where I came from. And um, very much even just like my background as well. It was sort of like guys have to be guys. Guys have to learn how to fight. You have to defend yourself. You're the man of the house. Do you know that sort of thing? Like you, you don't cry. You don't have feelings. And so they're all emotionally defunct in my family. And I'm the only one that is. <laughs> that doesn't work for you. No. <laughs> I'm, sort of, I'm sort of very, I'm, I'm almost too emotional. <laughs> I'm on the opposite. Well, you um, have to balance them yeah, so out, right? <laughs> just mix me and my dad together and you have the perfect man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice balance. <laughs> but, uh, so I was 10. I don't until I was 17. I used to compete in championships. I um, qualified for all of my national championships. I got to finals. Um, I was as I was good enough to win championships, but I just didn't on the day, but I was good enough to be like the guys who did. And I'd done it for a long time, but it was very much the done thing to do where I grew up. And the reason why I stopped at that age was because I really do try my best. Or like, I do try my best at everything in life that I do, especially when it's something that I want to do. Well, it is always when it's something I want to do. I go hell bent on leather. When I don't, you can kind of really tell by my face, right? But um, I thought to myself, why am I working out so much? And why do you keep on doing this? Why have you got no teenage life when like, this isn't your dream. So I just walked away from it. That's how I got out of it. But I'm really glad I done it. And I feel like every kid should be taught self-defense sports. And it, it suppose it really reminded me when I was within the challenge house, like all of that running and like everything was like your whole breath is gone. It's like, yeah, I work out of it or I, I run or I walk like for miles and miles and miles, but I don't have the fitness for this. And it reminds me of when I've done boxing training. So that's kind of my story with boxing. I learned how to defend myself. I won some championships and I kind of done it because it was the normal thing that my dad would see his son doing, like all my cousins do and my dad done as a kid and whatever. That's, that's awesome. I love it. I, I love the, so I have three little boys and we're very big in this house as well about, you know, teaching our children to, to learn to, to defend themselves should they ever need to. And, you know, as a parent, you hope that that never happens, obviously, you know, but it's always best to know and not have to use it than to not know and need it. Right. For sure. 
So you also mentioned on the show, if I heard you correctly, that now um, you do hair and makeup? No, so I have done training in makeup. I've done training in hair extensions. And I like microblade and eyebrows. I don't really call it American. It's like semi-tattoo. They look fabulous. I love them. (laughs) No, these are my own. Oh, those are yours? Oh, they look great. I was was very hairy body apart from my head. So I'm having a hair transplant on October 10th. I I feel you. (laughs) I was going to ask. So the rest of my body, I've got loads of hair, but God just decided to not give me any hair because God's very (laughs) fair. (laughs) Not annoying at all. But um, so I trained in makeup, uh, semi-permanent makeup, um, like spray tans, hair extensions. But my reason for doing that is I want to uh, work in the aesthetics industry where you do lip fillers and stuff and if you don't have a medical background you need to have a beauty background to a certain standard oh so okay that's why I've done all my courses and stuff and also I find it interesting but I really want to be able to do creative makeup where like you can do like Halloween looks and stuff I have so much stuff on my plate this past year since I started when I trained like a year ago like I've done the challenge I've done three dating shows I've done another reality show that I just start finished filming like two weeks ago back home in Ireland Oh, wow. so, and I, like, I've been traveling, I've been trying to have fun and trying to date since I'm single. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. And uh, I actually, I wanted to touch on this earlier and we we kind of went off on a whole nother track, but you brought up Ashley earlier. And um, I, Ashley. I am a huge Ashley fan. I am here for we her and her drama and her meltdowns and just <laughs> everything about Ashley. I love her. But I am curious, what made you... Choose Ashley in that first uh, challenge there. Right. So night one, well, they showed us in one of the, in the first episode. Um, I asked Kyle, and I, do you know what? It's really bizarre. I'm quite good at reality TV when it comes to games. So I know a social game really matters. So I said to Kyle, I said, um, who's good where she's like, she doesn't have to be the best competitor. She has a great social game. She has good friends. She won't just get voted in first because I was thinking if she's the best competitor, she'll get voted in first. If she's a lot of enemies, she will. Or No, I was asking like all these questions. So that's how it came down to Venice and Ashley. And they were right next to each other. And it was about to run to Venice. And she went, I'm two times champion, two times champion like this. <laughs> and, I, and I said, OK. I was scared. And I said, OK. And that was the best, worst thing she could have ever done because she ended up with me which I think meant as a great partnership it got a lot of air time in the episode so she can say thank you to being with somebody so crazy also um, but I mean we weren't winning dailies but I mean we weren't losing all the dailies and we were oh. we were like stars of the show for like those first two three episodes together <laughs> yes you guys definitely were it was at this point one of my favorite episodes was uh or even just parts of the episodes or episodes where you and Ashley are interacting it's it's perfect. You guys for play sure. off each other so great, and 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 it just works. You guys just work together. You, I mean, you I don't, so but you do. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't work, but we do. I mean, I do think for sure, just to admire and like for fans to like see it. If I get to do another season ever, and Ashley's on it, and I get the opportunity to choose, I am going to pick her to be my partner again. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you guys, you guys are still cool friends today. So I cool. saw. Her- yeah, so cool. What were you saying? I was going to say, I saw her, um, I saw a tweet that she had made at one point during towards more towards the first couple episodes. I'm not sure exactly which one, um, but I guess there were some fans who were not super thrilled with you online and Ashley put out a tweet that pretty much told everybody that they needed to back off and leave you alone. And I was like, oh, yay, tell them, Ashley, tell them. 
<laughs> she's she's such an amazing girl. I get her so much. I get the craziness and I get it all. I do. I see it all. But she's so sweet. And like I used to sit in her room all the time. She used to give me like face packs, like face masks, and oh I tell her all about my life. She used to tell me hers and her sister and stuff. So I just adore her. And I think she's an amazing competitor and a huge part of the challenge. She's like that other like staple to the show I feel like like Kyle and like all of those people so I adore her and I would love to be partnered with her again in the future and I think fans would love to watch that and she said she 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 kind of you don't always hear from her but nobody does because she kind of just lives her own life and travels the world like she's single she hasn't got kids she hasn't got dogs so she likes (laughs) to travel a lot but she she'll always have you back and she's so fun and like we will randomly FaceTime each other and she'll be drinking and I'll probably already be drunk and we'll just talk shite for hours I love watching your Instagram stories, Huey. Yes. Oh They're my just utter random rubbish. It's not influencer life. It's not reality TV life. It is me talking pure shit. It's me talking about what, how I'm making my cup of tea. And I'm like, oh my God, did you watch that show last night? Or who likes this t shirt? Like, none of it is constrived. It's so. But it's, it's so, real. Like, no, it's real. It's real. It's real. But, I mean, it's real and it's you. And, and we love to see it. For sure, I need to I need to step it up a little bit, though. <laughs> so, Huey, you did some trash talking in your elimination against Corey. <laughs> now, just so you know, I talked to Corey quite a bit. He's from Seattle. I live in Vancouver, Washington. So we're in the same state. He actually, him and my daughter actually talk to each other a lot on Twitch. Uh, so wow. they do that whole gaming thing together so it's really cool how they interact so i thought vancouver was in canada oh there's vancouver bc which is like two hours north of where Corey is and then i'm in vancouver washington which is two and a half hours south of seattle oh wow okay then so vancouver bc is in uh, canada canada yeah Wow, you're so so smart. So everybody, well, thank you. Everybody's like, oh, you're from Vancouver. Well, what's it like in Canada? I'm like, no, the other one, sorry. <laughs> sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> so, All right, so Corey and your daughter is friends now. Right, so yes, speak yeah. for a lot. Let's get to the yeah. punchline. Anyway, what do you think of Corey? We'll get there. But <laughs> in that elimination, there was a lot of trash talk coming from you. Was that just a way to pump yourself up to get you through the elimination, or was there a little bit more to it? Oh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't contrived for drama for TV or to pump myself up or to to put him off his game. There's been a million things that people say. It genuinely was just in that moment irritation, anger, and confidence. Almost confidence is like, I'm going to fucking win this and I'm going to prove myself to you. Shut up. Like that. It sort of was It was sort of like when I done the cliff diving challenge. That kind of thing sometimes comes out of you where you like really push yourself to do better than you normally can do with anything b- before. So it was sort of like that. And when I was doing the elimination, I sort of, something just came out of me and I was like, fuck you. And I was like, you ain't going to beat me. I'm sick of you fucking and everybody put me down or make me feel like I'm not strong enough or whatever else that's what it was but like it's again it was like we said earlier you're in this environment and you feel really dramatic and everything feels over the top and you're cut off from the real world and it's all very anxious and it's nighttime and it's raining outside and the whole setting just makes you feel crazy and you're filming for hours i know those things don't go quick no god no hours like all the shows when i was on big brother when we would do tasks you're tired yeah Yeah. you might you might need to use the bathroom and you can't (laughs) yeah have a cigarette it's like it's like you're five and you're saying daddy can i use the toilet it's all of that and they're like no you have to wait (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's where it comes from. But I mean, I didn't. Um, I I love Corey. I liked him then, and I was that angry because I actually really liked him. And I think I think I just felt embarrassed. I felt I felt I felt very. Um, is the word demasculated? Is that the word? Like really, like made to feel stupid and weak and not able to do anything. Like, and I know I can put myself down and I can show my emotions, but. I know I'm just as good as anyone when it comes to what my strengths are in life. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And nothing on the challenge was my strengths. Nothing. Maybe confessionals or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Those are spot on. Those are perfect. Thank you. <laughs> and that's the only experience I have at reality TV is doing stuff like that. I've never done anything like the challenge. I've only done boxing as sports. I, you know, I, I don't cliff dive like I don't do any of these things for fun I'm not an adrenaline junkie really a little bit not really so it's all it was all very dramatic and very hard and I kind of just had a build up of energy that night I just felt so and it all just came out because I was irritated with him and Michelle for you know being nice to me always whilst knowing they were talking shit to Fessy do you know what I mean if they'd come to me and said you know Hugh we were going to ask for you to be put in I would have respected that more but I know why they wouldn't either because they've got a game to play I get it right right, right. well before before Josh moves on Really quick, I just want to say this. Um, going back to the uh, the cliff diving thing and you kind of feeling like you're not, you weren't really made for the challenge type stuff. Um, I just want to give you props because that was honestly one of the most impressive things that I've seen. And I know you don't see it that way, um, but to be up on that cliff and be as scared as you were to the point where, you know, you were getting physically ill up on that cliff to go from, from that and the fear that you were clearly feeling in that moment to just being like, fuck it. And jumping off that cliff. Like that was amazing. And the fact that you went through and you did it, even though you were scared, I think that says a lot more about you than, even you saying that you weren't made for these challenges. Like heart goes yeah. a long way in this game. And that's something for that sure. you definitely have shown us. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, and you know what, even in other challenges and whatever is just so to come at me in the show, I have my ups and down moments with it too. And like, I, I, I like to feel proud of myself. And I remember my, one of my last, well, I think it was my last sentence I ever said um, in my final ever confessional. I don't know what they're going to show. That's what I said about myself is that it's made me feel really proud and it really changed, it changed me. It, it did change my life in a lot of ways because it's given me a new lease of life within myself. It did, and that sounds dramatic, but it did. Yeah, no, that's that's great. And I think that, you know, I think people need to see that because I think that a lot of the time, you know, and, and especially with, you know, younger crowds, I work on teaching this with my children and stuff. Um, but, you know, just because you're scared doesn't mean that you can't do it. You know, and pushing through that fear um, and, and doing it anyway can can leave you feeling so liberated and so free. And I'm, I'm glad that you saw that in yourself and that you, you know, were proud of yourself by, like you said, by the time you were giving your final confessional. I think that's great. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was a great experience. Crazy, but great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. So. Who was your favorite vet in the house and who was your least favorite? Sorry to put you on the spot. Right. <laughs> oh, it's really hard to say my favorite, not because I'm not somebody that will tell you. It's like, I like, I could say Kyle, I could say Ashley, I could say Amanda. Um, do you know what? And I say, I could say Amber, but Amber is just on one season. So do we call her a vet? We're not sure. We call her a vet. Yeah, we, we do, call her but vet. the fans, the fans are divided on that. It seems the, our, like our, you're a rookie yeah. for one and two seasons, uh, and then you're considered a vet at like season three. But since Amber came out in one, she is a champ as a rookie. She's a vet no matter what anybody else says. I don't care. 
That's that's pretty yeah, much she, how she I feel. She has to be a vet, yeah. You like she has to be a vet, like Jesus. Mm. So so that makes it so hard because like, like so <laughs> we've got Amber, we've got Ashley, Amanda, and we've got Kyle. And like I loved Evan and CT and all of them, but like I didn't really mix lots of dolls and Corey and Nelson, whatever. Like I got on with all of them, but I didn't and Anissa, but I didn't. Tori, everyone, Naughty Casey. Fessy is Fessy's my boyfriend. It's so beautiful. Jesus. Is it? That's so great. Yeah. And you know what? I only fancy him so much since we've not been in the show. It's really weird. I've like fallen in love with him. It's is, it, is it just out of the show that, that you love Fessy? Yeah. I've really come to, want to know my feelings since I've come out of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've developed my feelings. <laughs> Absence has made the heart grow fonder. Um, no, I'm going to round it all up. I'm going to round it up. And I'm going to say, oh, I can't. Right. Amanda, Amanda, oh my God, how do I do this? He's like, I can't Amanda, like... Big T, and Amber. I oh, See, Ashley and Kyle are like my OGs. They were there for me, and I'll always be there for them at the start. But Amanda that. is so cute, and I so get her, and I know I'd never get the wrath of Amanda that other people get, like that little devil that everyone says. I fucking adore her. Amber, <laughs> I've spoken to more than anybody else, and Big T is just the most craziest, weirdest person I've ever met. But He's we so are like sweet. two peas in a pod. Yeah. Maybe... Well, Right, if somebody said you have to hang out with one of them and go out partying, I would probably say Amanda. Okay, nice. Well, that yeah, I love it. That's a that's a good choice, and it you would definitely but be entertained. Correlate on TV. That's the weirdest thing is like nobody sees that on TV because they don't. Um, you, as I say, the only show you so much on TV. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Amanda, because I just feel like we never have awkwardness. She's like really fiery, but she's so funny. She's so little. So she makes me feel really big. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I love it. I don't know. I love them all. I love, I just love, I love Ashley. And Ashley and Carla are my OGs. They're my OGs. Though. They were like my bestest from day one. And and big thing. So there is there is there nobody that you, you didn't like, or you're just like, oh, they so walk right, into a so room and you just want to leave? This, like, right, so we have Anissa, we have Tori, we have Casey, we have Nani, we have CT, we have Nelson, and we have Corey W. Am I missing anybody? I think that, Josh. I think that's, oh, Josh, there you go, Josh. Josh and Fessy. Josh and Fessy, yeah, there you go. I was like, I think maybe one or two more. <laughs> I think that I had least of a relationship out of them all with Josh. I don't dislike him. I think he's amazing. I actually think we're very similar. I think yeah. he's a, we're very passionate. God forbid we ever got in an argument with each other. Um, <laughs> I would I would love to see that. I mean, I don't want it to ruin your friendships in any way, shape, or form. But that yeah. argument right there would it would be I entertaining. Would yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it would be a lot. So maybe I should say, should I say Josh? Because I've never spoke from since the challenge. Um oh. no, we've never spoke. I, I I don't think we've ever spoke apart from maybe an interaction on like a tweet or something like that. Mm. We've never message i don't think and i feel like we didn't really spend time to, like i don't think we ever sat down together and spoke just one there just wasn't that connection ever. yeah we spoke in groups and i don't know that's it and i mean if we got into an argument it would be horrific so maybe josh is the least what i help it i don't know but i love him and i love his um i love his background i used to ask him a lot about his background um but we're, we're always in groups. And he's got a friend called Christmas who was on Big Brother, which I found I really funny. I love Christmas. Oh, my God. I love her. She's so awesome. It's called Christmas Joy. Yeah. he told me. 
And oh my God, and he said she'd be amazing on the challenge. So let's start. She would be. I'm still waiting for the day that MTV calls her because she would absolutely kill it on the challenge. She's got a great social game. She's a high level competitor. She's like the sweetest girl. She's so beautiful. Like she's just, I, I love Christmas joy. And that actually makes me really excited to know that Josh and her are still friends and that he's still talking about her because they were very close Amazing on Big Brother. Friends. So we was in the house and we were talking about the fact that I've got a cousin called Texas and we were talking about weird names and Ashley said, oh, Josh has a friend called Christmas. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, really. I ran downstairs like a kid at Christmas. Right. I ran outside and I shouted on the balcony to Josh who was playing like American football. Right, <laughs> Like yeah. with that oval shaped ball. Yeah. They were trying and I was like, Josh! And he was like, what, Huey? And I was like, Ashley said you've got a friend called Christmas. Is that true? And he was like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I knew you had a friend called Christmas. And then he said, she'd be amazing in the challenge. And I think he said it so the producers would hear him. <laughs> but um, right, He's screaming a- it. She'd be great. <laughs> What a stupid name, though. I'm really sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's, there's, there's some definitely some names out there that are just like, why? Yeah, I know, I know. But I love Josh. It sounds bad. I'm like, he's my least favorite. He's not my least favorite. But if you're asking me to choose, I'm gonna have to. How about about we just say we say lowest connection instead of dislike or least. There you go. Yeah. We don't speak, and I like I would never just call him up and chat to them because I would feel uncomfortable because it's like I'm talking we don't really know each other right <laughs> you know what I mean no, so I don't know I don't different. know but I love him and he's so so good looking I think he's really hot well Josh <laughs> has come a long way recently I mean he's he's changed he's he's changed his look he's working out more um he's going crazy because all of a sudden he has fans that fans love, love him. him now people are on the Josh train this yep. year. Yeah, he, and... he apparently was really disliked, wasn't he? He he was. But that doesn't mean anything. There has to be, I know it's a lot harder to be on that receiving end of that bollocks, but it's a reality show and people like Josh are completely essential. He brings everything to the show. He is a good looking guy. He comes from like a cultural background, which I think is always amazing, personally. Mm-hmm. He's um, got loads of experience. He's a big, strong guy. He's controversial. He has he has a million sides to him. So Josh is like inaugural or like his proper part of the challenge family. Right. And I love him. Um, uh, but I can see why people who are really sensitive would dislike him. But he looks really good now. He does. He looks he looks great. And one of the the biggest excuses we see from fans on why they don't like Josh is his emotions, which never really makes a lot of sense to me because there are you know, quite a few emotional players on the challenge who don't get the kind of hate that Josh gets. I think yeah. a lot of the fans and quote unquote hate for Josh just literally stems from the fact that he's from Big Brother. And for some reason here in the US, the fans believe that it's either Big Brother or the challenge. Like (laughs) you can't be a fan of both, apparently. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Am I okay with that being from Big Brother UK? Yeah, you see, you're good because you're not from because it's from your you're from Big Brother UK, but there's like this weird battle between Big Brother US and the challenge on, you know, which is the better show kind of thing, whatever. And so the fans get really weird about that you know and i think that that's a big reason why the whole you know uh devin and josh thing from last season blew up so as big as it did but i love josh i think that he's 
he's such a sweet guy. And, you know, even even if he is emotional, who cares? You know, he he shows us who he is. And again, he doesn't go on and play some some character for the TVs. He he gives us an authentic Josh. And I think that that's important. Yeah, I've asked people what's it like in the real world. They said he is calmer, but they don't think that's because he's being fake. They think it's because he's outside of that environment. So mm-hmm. he is being him. He's just being him in a not. You're being your real self in an unreal world. That's how right. you explain it. Right, right. Well, and so this is a little bit off topic because it's from a, a different show and actually from uh, your best friend, Amanda, on her season of Are You the One that I actually was just watching this the other day. And she had said something that actually goes perfect with this is that when you go into these houses, these reality TV houses, it has a way of bringing out the worst aspects of people and then amplifying them. You know, so someone who may be emotional like Josh, you know, he's going to go into a house like that and everything's going to be amplified. And so he's going to come off worse, I guess, for lack of a better word, than he really is, you know, as far as being able to control his emotions. And I think that fans need for to sure. you credit that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the reason why, you know, to, to, it's a double-edged sword because... If everybody knew all of that or got all of that, maybe nobody would be watching reality TV because they might see it really differently. If everybody knew what you read in every magazine is really true, nobody would be buying them. Therefore, we wouldn't have this industry for us to even talk about this or star in these shows. So it's a double-edged sword. It's like people want to believe, you know, just the hourly watch is the whole show. But you need to remember, like, they have days of footage gets put into that and you're only seeing different sides to people in different situations and already you're in a constructed environment that's not your real reality. It's a reality TV show, but it's not the full reality. Like, you're not just seeing this person when you sit down and maybe make a cup of tea, do you know what I mean? Where yeah. they're not. So we've got all sides to our characters, but... I get it because I don't want to watch people making cups of tea. I want to watch Josh when he throws a cup of tea and fess his face and says, I'm not your friend no more. You know what I mean? I want to see that. I want to see Corey W's ass when he's fucking, what's she called? That girl he had sex with years ago on the show. I still have to Google that ass, by the way, because I've been told about that. Oh, we're here with Kaylee on the beat. Did Corey W have sex with Kaylee? Kaylee Morris? No, Kayla. Sorry. Kayla. Kayla. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't remember. He's, he was with a few girls, apparently. But, I mean, yes. I want to see that. I want to see Huey when he argues in deliberation for no yes. reason. I want, you want to see all of that. I get it. I want to see when Fessy breaks Kyle's finger or whoever it was. Like, that's what you want to see. So right. I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. But, like, there is humans behind us. Like, when people watch this, try to remember that also. And it's not always that serious. Do you know what I mean? It's a reality show. And they're only showing you certain parts and... People are going crazy sometimes for silly reasons, but it's it's everything to you when you're in that house and that's all that you're thinking about and all you're talking about. That becomes your your everything. Do you know what I mean? That's that's perfectly said. And I'm honestly really glad that that you said that because I'm not sure if you know, but we also, aside from this, we run some Facebook fan groups. And, you know, this is something that we find ourselves trying to explain to members in our groups all the time is that you know guys remember that you know this is a 90 day or i'm sorry a 90 minute episode that's edited however these producers want it to be you know so if all you're seeing is josh crying all the time that doesn't necessarily mean that josh cries all the time it means that producers decided to show you all the times he cried and that could have been four (laughs) times over a three-week period you don't know you know and so i i just i i agree with you i wish fans would just you know step back and realize 
realize that these are real people. You guys have real lives, real emotions. And, you know, what we see on the screen isn't isn't everything. And so I really appreciate you coming on and saying that. For sure. Thank you. And it's great to have a space to do it. I think this is why podcasts is becoming such a huge uh, industry now is because it really is free reign. And you don't have all of these things like Viacom and whatever else where everyone's going to be complaining. So you kind of can have a more open dialogue of conversation where you can't really on TV because they, they have regulations or whatever to follow. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? And you can't on social media really either. So um, podcasts are just fantastic. This is why I'm so glad to do everyone's podcasts and like helping people as much as they're helping me and great for the topic and conversation. And I just love to re- watch a podcast or a Facebook Live or something, especially when it's with somebody that will talk yes. <laughs> and say everything. I mean, yeah, I've done I so many podcasts recently. I'm waiting on MTV to ring me and say, Hugh, you really should not be saying so much about behind the scenes. Because <laughs> I'm always telling people, I'm like, yeah, you know, like that um, elimination, right? So that went on for 45 minutes and this person said this. And that's why I said that. Like, people still doesn't know why I argued with Gobbo because it wasn't shown on TV properly. So, like... People think it was unnecessary. It wasn't. Gobble lied to me, but he didn't show this in the episode. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want to clear that up really quick? Yeah, so what happened was, I said to everyone, but I get because they don't know me, so they don't know whether I'm talking shite, but I promise you it's true. And if I prove one thing is I'm not a liar, and I will tell you how I feel and whatever. So hopefully going into the next season, people will trust me like that. But So Gobble, right? I chose Nani. Looking back, I really should have picked um, Ashley back. But I really felt in that moment I shouldn't do when we'd been arguing and she thought she couldn't trust me because you remember she like, I burned a vote and all of that business, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was right. like, I want to, I'm fucking fed up with this. And me and Ashley were having bickering rows. It wasn't always shown on TV. And I was like, I just want to wait from this now. Um, and she did as well. And I also felt like at that stage because I felt really like, emotional and like really weak and stuff just before I won my elimination I was like just let her go and find somebody else that'll help her win I was like I'm gonna leave her now so that happened so I picked Nani right that meant Gobbo's partner was tough Gobbo was a really close friend of me and Ashley and all but Gobbo never ever spoke with me game he never said to me like let's look out for each other like how I had with Corey and Michelle he never said any of that to me. And if he had, I promise you right now, I never would have picked Nani. Never. I never would have went back on my word. I didn't do it with Tatcha and I never done it with uh, uh, Corey and Michelle. And um, none of them, I just wouldn't do it, right? I wouldn't make a promise I'm not can't keep, unlike some people does. So <laughs> he, he came to me the morning of what was that deliberation because the night before he'd said he was going to pick Nani and I was like, well, if you pick Nani, you can do that, Gabo, back if you get put into elimination and you win or whatever. But that means I'm going to end up being a rookie, rookie pair. And if that happens, I'm going to be voted in. And if I go home, you're losing a valuable number that's never going to vote against you. Like I was trying to give him a game then. I was like, let's talk game. Don't take my partner off me. Take Tori or Casey from one of the other rookie guys. And I promise you, I will always vote with you. I will never vote against you. And look at my track record so far. I've done that. Right. He sort of was left an answer. The next morning he called me on my own and this was never shown on TV. And he said, I'm not going to pick Nani Huey, but I want to put myself into elimination to get a vet partner. Now I want to be out of this rookie, rookie partnership and I'm going to pick Tory. So it was left like that. We get into oh. And Kyle said to them, so if, so just to ask you, which girl are you going to choose? Oh, I will pick my girl back. And that's why I said, so you're going to choose Nani back. 
And that's where the argument came from. So okay. people doesn't see that. They think I just shouted for no reason. But I mean, I didn't get negativity. I just got people find it funny. But right. it makes me look stupid and unnecessary. I don't know. But I did have a reason. But at the same time, he's got a right to change his mind if he wants to. But sometimes because of my heart and being very honest, which doesn't always do me good in life, I expect others to be the same way. And they're not going to be. Yeah, no, and I mean, and that totally makes sense. First of all, I'm glad that you explained that because I... I wasn't upset about the interaction or anything like that. I was kind of, like you said, along with the other fans where it was just, you know, it was entertaining and it was exciting, you know, but at the same time, it's still nice to know, you know, those little things about why those those things happen because it did just seem so abrupt and out of nowhere that I was like, whoa, like, where's all this fire coming from with Huey? Why is he so upset? You know, but now, uh, you know, seeing that you guys had had a previous conversation about this and, you know, lines were crossed, then it's like, you know, I can't really blame you. So, I mean, yeah. No, and I can't you. believe you didn't show any of that on TV because it was yeah. a really quiet episode anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Look, it was. Who cares? It doesn't make me look bad. It just makes me look a bit no. silly. So who cares? At least now you got validation for it and you were able to tell us. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. a lot of people are going to hear that because we reach out to what is it about 20,000 just in the groups 15 to 20,000 just between the groups yeah between the the six groups yeah yeah so we'll definitely be getting the word out there for you on that one (laughs) thank you so one last thing really quick is there anything that you're working on outside of the challenge obviously we know you're you're working on finishing up your schooling for the hair and makeup so that you can do your esthetician stuff um, but is there anything else that you're working on outside of the the show? Do you do cameo, anything like that that you'd like to yeah. uh, kind of let the fans know about? Yeah, so I do cameo. I do them all the time and I find them really, really fun. But I get really nervous doing them because I'm always like, oh, I hope I said the right things. But I always get great reviews back. Yeah. Um, and I always talk utter rubbish. I had to do one for a lady earlier today. Like I have, I just was doing some of them. And one of them was like, can you say hello to my fiance? And she's got a five-year-old kid and whatever. And I was like, oh, your daughter's five. And I was like, oh, well, my nephew's five. And it was his birthday yesterday. But actually, no, I'm sorry. It was his birthday on Wednesday. I was doing all of this in the middle of my cameo. <laughs> so I love it. But people always find it funny and I get good reviews back. So I did cameo. And I'm possibly going to be doing a show about my journey into doing aesthetics and also looking into that industry because it's quite controversial um, to the public when people haven't got a medical background. They kind of go a bit crazy if anybody's doing it when they haven't once been a nurse so mm. people are very naive to how much training you have to do when you don't have a nursing background so that's possibly going to be happening and um, i've just done um three new tv shows so i've got a new dating show that comes out in february called first dates i have another one called celebrity pulling with my parents where my dad is involved and a family mm. friend with the dating aspect that comes out next month in October. Um, and then I've just done a show called Living with Lucy, which is a very well-known show in Ireland where there's this TV presenter goes to live with uh, well-known faces. She's done it with Jermaine Jackson. She's done it with so many people. And um, she came and lived with me for a weekend to kind of spend a weekend in my life. So that comes out next month. Whoa, um, that's so I cool. Do? I do memo online. Yeah, so I'm doing my aesthetics training and I have a business with my brother-in-law. And I want to go traveling and I, I want to meet my friends. I want a really lovely boyfriend that I can cuddle at night and then go dance with my friends at the club later on. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, though. I love it. I want it. an open-minded, nice boyfriend, and I want to go traveling, and I want to go to Thailand, and I want to get a dog, a sausage dog, and I want to call it chorizo because that's Spanish for sausage. Chorizo. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I love it. You are a very, very busy person. How do you do it all? I, do you know what? I literally have such busy times and then I don't. But I realize I'm, I'm always busy even when I'm not busy because I'm not flexible enough to take on a lot of other stuff because I don't know when stuff pops up and I'm always got times. Like I have so much on that I just try to organize it all around one another. I, it is a bit of a struggle sometimes, but I like it. I like to have stuff to do. I like to feel a purpose. Do you know what? It sounds stupid, not from a narcissistic place. I like to feel important sometimes. I like to feel wanted. I think I sometimes need reassurance. Um, yep. I kind of get that from what I do. I like that. Um, I like that kind of spirit of like people cheer me on and asking me to do stuff. And I don't know, being busy, I, it makes me feel proud of myself. Well, now you, you are know. definitely wanted by the challenge fans and they definitely want to see more of Huey. Yeah. I, we still have the remainder of the season, uh, but. I, for one, hope you come back for multiple seasons. I am a fan. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, same same here. I'm I'm really hoping that they keep calling you back. We love seeing you on the on the show. We love even just seeing you like this. And like Josh said on Instagram Live, you know, you've you know, you've been on the show for one year and you've already been such an amazing addition and a breath of fresh air on this show that I think that we've been needing for a really long time. And uh, I I honestly I can't tell you how much of an honor it's been to meet you and to get here and get a chance oh. to sit here and talk with you thank you so much and i'm sorry i was late coming on <laughs> oh you're, you're so good you were you're, worth you're waiting fine. that's for sure <laughs> we, you're running a little behind and then we had technical difficulties yep. but it was that's awesome I, when you're an american i'm in ireland so right <laughs> yeah just the simple fact that we were able to do this from two separate countries is amazing in itself so i'm not worried about a 15 minute wait at all <laughs> Right. And I can't thank you enough just for answering your Instagram message. You just happen mm -hmm. to come across my message and you're like, yes, I will be glad to do I your love podcast. To do love to do them. Love to. And do you know what? I really want to do the um, the official challenge one with Anissa and Tori. And Tori, so yeah. Message me, message me now. And I heard Johnny Bananas does one. I want to do, I want to do everybody's podcast. I tell you what, Huey. So what I'll do is when we're done with this, I'm going to go to Twitter and I'm going to post that picture that I sent you. And I'm going to tag Tori and Anissa and tell them, hey, we got them first. You're a little late, but he wants to be with you all too. <laughs> we got I want to be with you as well. My Philadelphia girls who, who encourages me to be a bad boy all the time. That's why I love, I, I love Amanda. <laughs> And my, I said to Amanda, what should I go and do now that we've ended the challenge? Because as I said, I was, I'd was i gone through a breakup not long before and I kind of got over that in the challenge house. And she was like, Hugh, you need to just go be a whore. Just go be a slut. And I was like, yes. yeah. so I went, so I've gone away and I've explored. I once I've gone away and been a whore. <laughs> I went to my pizza, I walked around in a G-string and started OnlyFans and kissed a lot of boys. So yes. now... Tori needs to hear all my stories and so does Anissa because they encouraged me also. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I would love to hear you on there. I, I'm a huge fan of Tori and Anissa's podcast as well. Um, I think they bring such a great energy and I think the three of you on a podcast together would be absolutely hilarious. So I'm definitely oh hoping you, that you get the call and we're going to do what we can on our end to get you, get them to call you as well because that would just be and magical. And I want to be on everyone's podcast. <laughs> yes, <whole> yes. <laughs> I want to marry the like prince of, of China and just be like the Kim K of Asia. <laughs> that is a good goal to have. Right. Perfect. And you would do it so great. Or it could be like the first lady of Kim Jong-un. Yeah, there's another option. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not him. He's not very liked. No, <laughs> we'll never no. see you again. You'll never yeah. be able to leave. <laughs> no, yeah, we'd never maybe see I could be either. like Melania Trump. I could be Huey Trump, maybe. No, okay. Okay. He's not very like Tater, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Who next? Vladimir Putin. Ted, Ted Bundy. <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Massacre's wife. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, my God. I hope you go out there, travel, and find the man for you. Get that you so nice much. little cuddle buddy. It's always good to cuddle with somebody. Yeah, and, and, and enjoy it. See the world, experience new things. We had a blast. Yeah, this was so much thank fun. So I had much. so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much. And it's been an honor to come on. And thank you for your support. And yeah, let's keep repping for the challenge. Even Absolutely. if I don't ever come back, I'm a challenge fan for life. You're now. coming back. We will we will You're petition and back. riot until Huey comes back, okay? We're, we're hitting the social media. <laughs> we're getting Huey back again. Yes. Thank yes. you so much, guys. Honestly, thank so, you so thank much. You. Take so, care and thank you for everything. Thank you, too, Huey. Huey. Thank Have you so much. Day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye, Huey. Bye. Oh my God, I love him. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Challenge Fandom Podcast, Challengers Unplugged with Huey Mon. It was such a pleasure speaking with him and getting to know him on a more personal level. We are so grateful for his time. Thank you guys again so much for all of your support and love through everything that we do. We appreciate it more than you guys could ever know. We'll see you guys on the next Challengers Unplugged episode. And until then, make sure you guys are checking out our roundtable sessions that are coming out every Tuesday, recapping the episode from the previous week, right before the new one comes out.